A few years ago, one of the kids in my online coaching program said to me, Coach Rebecca, I wish we could just go to a gym and have you as our coach. We would all be so happy and so confident. And that warmed my heart and I was like, oh my gosh, that would be the best. And that comment stuck with me for years. So now I'm going to do something about it. I am inviting gymnasts from all over the country to join me for the first ever Confident Gymnast Camp this August 3rd and 4th. This camp is all about breaking through mental blocks. So if you're struggling with a skill and you want me and my team to help you break through in real time, then check out confidentgymnast.com for details. Hi guys, on today's podcast, I have the best interview for you. I had the privilege of interviewing Aladiana Tosado, who is a collegiate gymnast who had many moments in her career where she did not think she was going to be a collegiate gymnast. And the main reason was that she struggled with fear and mental blocks all through her journey. And we have had the pleasure of working with her in the Perform Happy community for years. She is such a bright light. She has not had it easy. This girl has had, you know, just setback after setback. And she is such a courageous you know, determined young woman. And I'm just so proud of her journey. And I'm so excited for her to share hope with anybody out there who is dealing with fear or feeling like, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get through fear? Am I ever going to be confident in a lasting way? I want you to hear her story. Here we go. Welcome to the Perform Happy Podcast, where athletes and their support squad come to learn the secret weapon for sports success. I'm your host, Rebecca Smith. First, I was a scaredy cat gymnast, then a coach. Now I'm a sports psychology expert and a parent. Athletes, whether you're feeling stuck or you're having the best season of your life, I'm here to help you reach peak performance and maximum enjoyment. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special podcast episode where I have an athlete joining me who is getting ready to go start her freshman year as a collegiate gymnast, but it hasn't always been easy for her. So I am really, really excited to have her come on and share her journey and some of the the obstacles that she's overcome to reach this dream. So Aladiana Tosado, welcome. Hi, hello. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here. I know this might be out of your comfort zone. Would, would you say this is out of your comfort zone? Yes. I yes, like big time. Okay, well, that's like, it's just another testament to, you know, this girl's got courage. And I'm, I'm like, come and do a podcast episode. She's like, gulp. Okay, I'll do it. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's sort of how you roll. So would you give, would you give everybody just a little like timeline of your gymnastics journey? Well, I've been doing gymnastics since I could walk, started in like the little bees and bunnies recreational classes. And then I competed, I started competing in when it was optional or compulsory for level four. So it was like back in 2010-ish, it was a while ago now. And I competed all the way up until optional. Then I got to compete at level seven a year. Then I had a little bit of trouble and competed a few meets, XL, and then went back to optionals, competed level eight, level nine. Then I went back and did a year of XL diamond. And then I went back and competed level nine again for the last two years. Awesome. So Excel, that's, that is one program that I swear if I, if it had existed when I was like 13, 14, I feel like I would have gone a lot farther in the sport. What, what do you think Excel did for you? I think at the time, well, it was rough at the time, but really I think it helped me because the optional coaches 
it was just like struggling in the optional group. And so having that step back allowed me to just like relax more, focus on other things, get back to where I needed to be. So I think, although it didn't seem like it was helpful, it was. <laughs> okay. And I, I love that. Like there's probably a lot of things, right. That didn't seem helpful, but were in hindsight as you worked through. So what were, what were some of the struggles or what were like, what's the reason why you had to go you know, take steps back? It was mental blocks. It started on series on beam was the first thing. And then I figured it, I like had an on and off with like figuring that out. But then eventually it just got worse and spread to like vervent. Okay. So you tried, what did you try when you first were dealing with the fear? What, what were your strategies that you tried to, out of the gate? Nothing really. <laughs> whatever my coaches, like assignments they told me to do is whatever I tried. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you were just like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And you tried. And then what happened? Depending on the day I would go or I wouldn't, it was kind of like a hit or miss. <laughs> okay. And were your coaches patient with you? Yes. And then no, after a certain point. Okay. So in the beginning, everyone's mm-hmm. like, it's fine. We'll get through it. And then finally, everyone just kind of got frustrated. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't working. Then what? Then I went to the Excel group. And at that point, one of the coaches had um, like suggested Doc Alley. She has like the head game, I think. Mm-hmm. That one. So I did that a few times, but I never really got into it. I just kind of did it like a few times and it was just, it helped. Like I did it and I did better the next day, but I don't know if I really put them together. I felt like, well, I was wanted to do it anyway. So yeah. So you were motivated and then you tried something and the motivation sort of like helped you move forward a little bit anyway. Yeah. Okay. And then what happened? Well, I did that like a very few times and I don't remember like what came when, but I know I went back to the optional group and it was things were going well for a while. And then they started not to again. And I saw some local, uh, I think she was like a mental trainer. She worked with other sports, so not easily gymnastics. I went to her a few times, but then at the same time, I, I was like in it, but at the same time, I was just like, not really. So then I stopped going. And then eventually when I got put back to the Excel group for the second time, then that's when I joined this Perform Happy. And then I just stuck with us, which I mean, now I'm here. So, <laughs> so you're still here. Yes. Which is, which I love. I'm like, I gotta, don't tell anybody, but I like super love having you around. You're special. You're like one of my special people that I really have always enjoyed because you've always been so introspective. You've always, from the beginning, you have been like, here's what's happening. And just been like really honest and about like, I'm frustrated. I don't know what's going on. And you've been asking the great questions, which allows us to help you. So that's like, that's what I've always appreciated about you. And have you been like that with your coaches too? Are you the kind of person who goes, coach, this is what's going on. Can you help me? Or are you more to yourself and quiet typically? Uh, Usually more to myself and quiet. (laughs) Okay. So that was, so you were actually getting out of your comfort zone to like be posting in the group and to be asking for help. Is that right? Uh, well, I think I find it easier to like text people or like send messages over there than it is to actually talk to people. So that was kind of easier because it's like, I wasn't talking to people just in person. And yeah. also it was like, I've had my coaches for a long time. So it's easier to like tell people new who I don't, they don't really know me that much. So it's like, oh. does it feel as scary as like yeah. <laughs> somebody who you're supposed to be amazing around because they know you. Okay. So uh, that's great to know that 
Like it was actually easier to, you know, in a text format, be like, here are my updates because everybody's different. So it's important to know what works for you. So that like that text type of check-in worked. Okay. And then what did you notice as far as like your journey from there forward? What has the last like couple of years been like? Has it been all just progress and winning? Has there been obstacles? Well, there's definitely been obstacles. I joined this, uh, I think it was about maybe two years ago now. That was right when I went back to the optional group and I was competing level nine. And the before season, it was started pretty well, but then as the season got closer, it started to go downhill. And then that season was not very good at all. Like I didn't compete all four events at any meet. And then at some, at the meets I did compete, like I wasn't hitting my routines and stuff like that. And so then that, yeah, I didn't even make it. I wouldn't have made it to state if there was a state, but it all ended up not being anything because of COVID anyways. And then this past season, I think the break from COVID helped because of then at that point, I needed a lot more mental training than I did physical training. Mm-hmm. And so that helped me because then coming back and working, I was like happier to be in the gym because we'd been gone for so long. But then also this come like this most recent season, it was going good at the beginning. And then he, I did have a little spot where it was like I started not going for things as season got closer. And I even started a brand new vault then because I was just not having it with the old one. But then I think because I had done the like mental training for so long before then, it had like helped me so that I knew more what to do. I still had problems, but they just weren't as extreme. Mm-hmm. And then this past year was one of my better seasons besides getting injured. One of my better seasons in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, like, if you could go back and talk to, talk to yourself two years ago, what would be the advice that you would give her? I would want her to focus more on, I guess you could send her getting help by doing this, like asking others and then getting into something mental training, like actually committing to it. Cause I didn't really commit to it before. I kind of did things here and there. And then to also communicate better with well myself as sometimes but like my coaches and my parents and stuff like that okay so it's actually just acknowledging that mental training is part of your training like, yeah like go all in yes that it should it should be something I'm doing or it should include yeah now did you ever feel did you ever feel like embarrassed or like oh there's something wrong with me that I have to train my mind and I'm not normal that I have to train my mind or anything like that in a way, yes. I had a close friend and she she didn't have like a mental trainer, but she went to someone else for like probably therapy, but she had just someone she could talk to. And so I felt like I could say it to her because she had someone she was talking to and I could have had this I talked like people I was talking to. So to her it was fine, but to other people it took me a while because I felt like I no one else at my gym really does it or speaks about it if they do. So I felt like I was one of the only ones. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, when I was dealing with mental blocks, I felt like I was the only one in the world that had them. Like, especially in my gym, everybody was better. Everybody was younger. Everybody learned things faster. And I felt like I was the only one. Did you feel kind of isolated in your struggles too? A little bit. Yes. There was other people at my gym did have mental blocks. Just no one seemed to have it as much as I did or had like as often as I feel like it kept asking to me. Mm-hmm. And and then when you came into the group of with Perform Happy, did it change that for you? Yes, because then it it was like 
these people in Perform Happier kind of like me, like the ones or few in their gym that were having problems. So it really wasn't just like one person. It was a lot more. Yeah. And then you got to be like the leader of the group after a while, or you're the one who's like giving the advice. What was that experience like? I think it was just like me growing and understanding everything, like what worked for me and what helped and things that didn't help. Or if I didn't do, then I noticed a difference. And it was also like, now that I was in a way on the other side and was a lot better with that, I felt like if someone else was struggling, it it was like, well, I want to help them because I know I was like in a position kind of like that. Yeah. Do you ever help people in your gym that are struggling? I try to. <laughs> of course. Yeah. What it, we, we mostly when we're struggling, are like, don't talk to me. I don't want any help. I fine. Don't look at me. But I know a lot of the girls who have overcome their fear. They're always, they become like the mom in the gym who's like, yep, I know what to do. Come, I got you. Here's what we're going to do. And then they're just like, we can handle this. Mental blocks are not a thing. So then um, you were, I remember like before you had this great season, were you sure you were going to keep going with gymnastics? What were you thinking was going to happen in your gymnastics career like a year ago? I had hoped, still hoped to do uh, college gymnastics just because that's been my goal for a while. But I also wasn't sure because I know most colleges are looking for level 10 athletes. And so then I looked into acro and tumbling because my sister does that. And so then I was into that and I kind of liked it. So I was applying to school for those schools. But then I also applied for a few gymnastics ones. And it was kind of like the acro ones were more responsive and kind of wanted me more because in acro and tumbling, my skills are the skills I do now are like higher compared to like college gymnastics. So I was looking in between both those. But then I think just I liked the sport too much. And then after having just like a good season and figuring things out, it just worked to that advantage of going towards gymnastics. And then you got recruited by not one, but two gymnastics schools, right? Yeah, I reached out to a few and some of them were kind of iffy. But then when I looked more into division three schools, I had more responses and they were like, they were more like, oh yeah, we'll take, like, we'll take you on the team. So that definitely felt good. Awesome. And I mean, that, that was just so exciting, like for, for all of us in the community to be like, this girl who is so gritty and so hardworking and so committed, you know, and you'd just be like, had a bad day. Okay. We're going to reflect. Okay. We're going to get back to what works. And you just kept like, I mean, you're like the definition of grit. You just keep getting back up. You keep getting back up. And then it's like, you know what? I, I like this sport. Okay. I'm good at this. That's right. Um, I think I want to go to college. Okay. And now I get to choose which school I'm going to. So that whole thing was like, just so, so great to watch. What was that experience like of like getting over the hump and then actually reaching your goal? I think it definitely felt good because in like years past when I was struggling, even my coach is like, well, if you want to do college gymnastics, you know, you kind of have to be better and like, having a mental block or not going for skills isn't going to be isn't something they're like looking for and is not going to be helpful so it's like I had a harder chance and never that I didn't have a chance they're just saying like you're not as likely as other people and also I think that kind of made it like even more exciting or happier when I did make it because it was like well even despite going through or having a tough time like we can still make it a reach there Yes. So everybody out there listening, whose coach has said you have to be elite or a level 10 to go to college. What do you say to that, Aladiana? I'd say you, you don't have to be the best as long as you keep, you love what you're doing and you keep putting in the work. Yeah. 
And then, yeah. And I, I mean, I just, I, I know a lot of examples of collegiate gymnasts who, who were the kid who the coaches were like, eh, probably not that kid, but like one of them's on UCLA right now, a girl who I know who like wasn't the most talented, but that girl had heart and she knew how to work and she was gritty. And I mean, to me, I believe that's the most important thing. If you're trying to reach a goal, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think so. I think what kind of helped too is some of the colleges I looked into, they were, were not necessarily all about the gymnastics. Like, of course they want, you need to have like certain skills or they want certain things, but they also look at you like as a person. Well, that seems like it lines up with your values pretty well. Like you get to be a person who is valued and do the sport that you love for another four years and go to school. Amazing. Oh, so what are the strategies that work best for you? Like if you are having a day where something's not working, what's your, what are your go-to strategies? Usually I would go, like I'd attempt to go for the skills. And then if I don't go, usually it's two. Sometimes I like, I end up doing more because I'm like, wait, no, I'm going to do this. And then I don't. And so if I end up not going for it, then I take a step back and I do skills there. Sometimes I do have to like go and tell my coach, like I, like, can I go step back? Usually now they're like, yeah, sure. Like whatever you need to do. So then I'll take a step back and I'll do numbers there either till I feel confident to go back to the higher progression or sometimes some days of just like early off days. And I just stay there for a while. And then usually I'll come home from gym and oftentimes I'm like happy with how I still got numbers in, but not necessarily happy that I didn't do it where I wanted to. So I'll journal. I've gotten into that. So I'll journal because then it helps me just get all my thoughts out. So I'm not overthinking about it at home. Mm-hmm. And then usually I'll do imagery for that skill so that I feel better for the next time. Awesome. So you, you take the experience, you do what you know how to do, which is back it up, get numbers in, it all counts. Do you have a, a good attitude about it? Even if it wasn't exactly what you wanted, you're still counting the numbers. You're reflecting, figuring out what worked and what didn't work. You're ending on a high note. You're like catching your release. You're making your skills in your mind. And then you go to bed and get a clean slate the next day. Yeah. Amazing. It sounds simple, right? It's like pretty simple, but it's, you know, what was the hardest part for you getting to that place where you can have just a pretty simple plan to get through the fear? I think the hardest part is like in the moment at the gym when you're struggling, because then it's like, like all the good or bad thoughts or just like frustration is when it hits you. And so it's like, well, I should be doing this or why aren't I doing this? So that I think having to deal with that part is the hardest because it's like, you know, you need to take a step back, but at the same time, you can be like so upset and frustrating that they can make it harder to do that. And does it get easier with time and practice? Yes, I think so. Because even now it's like, if I know that if I'm not necessarily worried about not going for a skill some days, because I know well, if I don't go for it, then I can go back and I'll do this and this, and then like, I'll know how to get it back. Awesome. So there doesn't have to be as much drama. Like mm-hmm. when we can finally just remove the mental drama and just go, okay, if I get afraid, this is what I do. And then next day we try again. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It makes the whole thing, I would imagine, a lot more fun. And it sounds like a lot more successful. Yeah, it definitely is like not. Because sometimes before you like get a skill and it'd be like, well, I'm doing so good. Like, I hope it like it stays like this. But now it's like, well, it doesn't matter if it stays like this or not. Because like I'd been doing my bar skill like all season and didn't really have a problem. And then like a month ago now, it was like one day it was just like not having it. And I was like upset then but then the next day my coach was just like 
you have to do five on the real bars, but do whatever you need to do to get there. And so that was like, oh, I'll just do all this. And then it, the day after that, I had this go back again. So. Amazing. So what before would have been like a six month, you know, downhill struggle of butting heads and freaking out. It's just like, a, it's okay. We know what to do. No drama. Yeah. And then back you go, which, so then you're free. Then you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I have trouble or if I have a, a down day, because I know exactly what to do. Ah, that's so great. That's exactly what I want. That's what I want for all, all athletes who deal with fear because fear is real. Like look at Simone Biles, right? It's there. It's, it's so real. And if you know what to do, you don't have to have drama. You just do your thing. You get it back and then you move forward. Oh, well, Aladiana, it's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I know that there are, you know, little girls out there who struggle with fear, who are going to be really inspired by your journey. Anything else that you want to say? Any other bits of advice or little tidbits that you can tell that, you know, that 12-year-old out there who's dealing with mental blocks? My best advice would be to commit to mental training and to also work on or have good communication with your support people like your coaches and your parents and even sometimes your teammates. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the perform happy podcast. If you're ready to unlock your maximum sport potential, head over to performhappy.com and join us. You'll be training alongside world champion athletes and Olympic hopefuls. And I will personally take you through my research-based system for overcoming fear and mental blocks, building confidence and finding your flow. I'm coach Rebecca Smith, and I'll see you next time.